Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, hey. We're so glad you guys are joining us. Thanks for listening in. And for all of you who are sharing this with your friends and your family, we just want to say thanks for helping us spread the word and bringing them into the Life Fellowship tribe. Woohoo! Hey, today is going to be a great day. And if you've not yet shared this podcast with your family and friends, do so right now. We're going to have an awesome time talking about a very relevant, important topic. Yes, we are. Tell us. Well, I think it's time, Tatum, that you just simmer down. (laughs) You need to simmer down. You know, it's just... You're having too much fun saying that. This is the title of our topic today. And for about five minutes, Chris has been telling me... Everything Tatum does, I'm like, honey, honey, simmer down. (laughs) I'm pretty simmered down. Okay, so we're going to talk today about... uh, anger, things that are upsetting us. And what I've discovered is that anger isn't the only emotion that gets us into into hot water, but it's one of the biggies. It is. It's huge. Um, <laughs> a lot of times we find ourselves in conflict because of the emotion of anger. And often, oftentimes the big culprit of all of that is anger. I mean, it, it's the culprit of our of our problems, and so we're living right now in a culture that is emotionally on um, edge. That we're on a tipping unstable. point of anger. It's so true when you think about it. I do feel like a lot of interactions, just like casually with people that I have zero relationship with, meaning like waiting in a line at the store or driving down 121, you just sense like, man, people are kind of edgy. There's always like the verge of someone just road raging and flipping out. I I hear people in the locker room talking about how they're angry at this or upset at this. Yeah. You know, people upset at their employees or upset at their spouse. Um, All kinds of things going on in culture. Uh, I actually found one author, you'll, you'll like this. They described our culture as living in an anger incubator. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Interesting. In fact, what's it. interesting is I, I I found some uh, recent statistics on anger, and I want you to, uh, and I might interrupt you on some of these, honey. You think? Yeah. Maybe I won't get angry. Okay. You can interrupt. Okay. We're gonna do this together. So okay. these are some stats about anger. Um, these 80, are shocking to me. Yeah, this is a high number. Eighty-four percent of people that were surveyed said that Americans are angrier today compared with a generation ago, according to the latest IBM Watson Health poll. 84% of Americans. Are angrier than their parents were. Just like in general, I guess that's a broad, like, I'm just angry. So think about where that trend's heading with the next generation and the next generation. On the verge of just always being upset. So in that same study, 42% of those polled said that they were angrier in the past year than they had been pre-COVID. But that's understandable a little bit. COVID kind of made everybody on, on edge. edge. It's yeah, that anger incubator. That. And that's changed. why, again, I, I, it's what, why I felt like we needed to it's talk relevant. about this and yeah. discuss this. Social media is causing anger in 18% of people that are under 35. Isn't that 
crazy? Mm-hmm. Because when you get online and you just start to see how um, how different, I'm guessing this is what's making this group of under 35ers angry, how different people's opinions or beliefs or, you know, social media is like the playing ground for people to vent their why they're right and you're wrong. And that just can make you angry. Everybody's a hero behind a keyboard. <laughs> Because there's no repercussions oftentimes to what you say. and I mean, it does. 18% of those Mm -hmm. under 35 Mm -hmm. say that. Because people will say things on social media that they wouldn't say if they were looking at you like in the face. Sometimes. Some people are really that rude in real life, but a lot are just more rude there than they are, um, than they have the courage to say it like face-to-face. Anyway, okay, one more stat here. The poll found that 29% of people said that checking the news made them angry. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing. That's true. It kind of does. It's upsetting to watch the news, I think, too. Another 42% said the news sometimes makes them angry. So 29% of people said that if they check the news, it makes them angry. 42% said that it sometimes makes them angry. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. So we could end the podcast right now. Stop watching the news. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> keep repeatedly no, doing I'm what kidding. upsets you. Uh, in in fact, listen, people are 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 so angry that they have classified anger into the top ten most common types of anger. Hmm. This, this is interesting. Read Let me these. read them off. Yeah. Okay, top ten types of anger. Past- this is just wait 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 before you read this. Okay, what? This is just some of my yeah, just some of my my research, just setting up the cause of that we are living in an angry society. And then I'm gonna get you, get to how do we how do how we do simmer we down? Simmer down? How, what, what's the <laughs> what's the recipe to uh, disarm? Because we've this? all yeah, we're we're gonna get into yeah, we've all experienced this. We yeah. know what it's like. It's not. So tell tell them the tell them the ten. Let me just tell you. Okay, so these are types of anger: passive anger, volatile anger, fear-based anger, frustration-based anger, pain-based anger, chronic anger, overwhelmed anger, psychological mm-hmm. anger, and then righteous anger. And we skipped manipulative anger. Okay. Lots of different. There's all kinds of different anger reasons yeah. to be angry. Here's a quote that I wanted to read from Ambrose Peer, Bierce, if I'm saying it right. It says, speak when you're angry and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret. Isn't that great? I mean, anger just gets the best of us and you start throwing out things that you have to come back one day and just go, man, I'm so, Should why did I say that? It. I mean, where'd yeah. that come from? And anger is everywhere. So today, let's do this. Uh, I want to help you to recognize some causes of anger, and then I'm going to give you some tips to keep it in check, okay? So anger, let me pose a question to our listeners. Is it good or bad? What do you think? I was going to just say yes to both. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, no, anger, the Bible tells us it's not wrong to be angry. That's a real emotion God gave us. It's important to not stuff it and not pretend that you're not angry if you actually are. There's a righteous anger that things that should upset you should make you angry. Um, but it's a, I think it's a matter of what we do with yeah. the emotion, with the so, anger itself, so how we is, act. Is, is anger good so, or bad? The answer is both. Is yes, I would say it's yes. yes. It's good, it, it's and, good it and bad. It can be bad. So let me, mm-hmm. let's talk about some root causes of unhealthy anger because that's where most people are at. Yeah, There's an unhealthy anger. 
And let's talk about how to fix it, how to cure it. So here's a question I want everyone to grapple with today. Am I bad when I get mad? Am I bad when I get mad? Yeah, yeah. Don't do (laughs) that. No, I mean, the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 19, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Slow to get angry. And slow to start beatboxing and rapping on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I did grow up in the 80s, so I got a little... Something. From Wisconsin. What do I call it? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Yeah. The white boy from Wisconsin. <laughs> but these are uh, these are four causes of anger. Number one, hurt feelings. Boy, haven't you Rightfully felt that before? So. Man, yes. you, get, you get your feelings hurt. Somebody says something to you. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's okay to get angry. We'll talk about, I guess, that in a minute. But mm-hmm. yeah, your feelings are going to get hurt. You're a person, you're a human. When someone says something that's very hurtful, yeah, you're going to get angry, okay? The next one is fear. So um, you can be angry about something that you're afraid is going to happen, like a fear-based, I now have to manage being afraid that so-and-so, the outcome is going to be this, even though it might not be. I'm trying to think of a good example. Mm-hmm. Say Let's, say someone gets a bad diagnosis, a health condition that you love, your family member, your close friend, and you're now afraid for their life or for their future or for yes. how what they have to experience, the treatment they have to go through, all the questions. That, you're just mad. Like, I, I this stinks. I'm afraid for what their future looks like, and it makes you angry. Frustration is another cause of anger. I think that's self-explanatory. Then unfairness, unfairness when when things yes. just don't go your way. Oh or my goodness! Okay, somebody fair. passes away, and in their will, they give X person all this, yeah. and then you don't get nothing. Yeah. Uh, or or the example of you, Chris. This is a funny one. I'm changing the sub the mood for a second here, but when you got pulled over. Many years ago, by a police officer. Oh my who, God. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just tell the story. This was unfair. Okay. Cr- so I was driving to the office here at the church. <laughs> I had worship music on in the car. That doesn't matter. No, it does. I was worshiping the Lord. I was you praying can still for the world. speed when you're worshiping the Lord in the Limburg but house. But I was but not he wasn't speeding. speeding. I was this not day. speeding. I was driving to the office. I was, was worshiping prayer. the Lord. Yes. It was morning prayer on a Tuesday morning. And anyway. so I was driving. And all of a sudden, <laughs> please, I mean, I'm. Here come the here come the blue These, lights. The, they pulled me over here, and I won't name it, the the uh, the city, but I got pulled over, and I'm thinking, what did I do? What wrong? did I do wrong? I prom. This is like one of the few times I was going the speed limit or under the speed yeah. limit because you just had pulled out of the gas station. You were going slow. You literally pull out of the parking lot and you get to a red light. And he stop comes up to me and says, "Do you know why I pulled you over, uh, sir?" And I said, mm, "No, sir, I don't." He said, "Because you weren't wearing your seatbelt." <laughs> I said, sir, I promise you, I was wearing my seatbelt. No, seat- you said I am. Like, it was still on. Yeah. I am. I am wearing I my seatbelt. I said, sir, I, I've been wearing my seatbelt. He said, no, you, we have an undercover cop that was back there, so you didn't have a seatbelt on. And I said, no, sir, I, I promise you, they, mu- they must have. They just didn't see it or whatever. Like He said, they radioed in and gave me the cars, you know. You're not wearing a seatbelt. And said that you're not wearing a seatbelt. I was frustrated. You, Yeah, you can get angry. That was completely unfair. This- By the way, I took it all the way to court. Yep. Fought it, went Fight before the judge, right. and guess what, baby? 
I won. Yeah. <laughs> they dismissed my I thing. I didn't have the to. Law and the, the, the no, Chris won. No, I, I did. Say, I the won. law won, not the law won. Anyway, because yeah. I, I I didn't do anything wrong, but I was I was angry. Rightfully after that. so, you were angry because I felt like it was, was unfair. It was unfair. Hey, we love our police officers and support our. We do. We back cops. the blue. We back them, but yeah. this guy was actually just wrong. Yeah, and they make a mistake, and I was yeah. very respectful to him, but. I'll be honest that after he, he let me go, I'll, I called you up. I'm like, honey, this is crazy. Like, I got a ticket for wearing my seatbelt. <laughs> so the question of the day is anger wrong. And I think that we've all addressed it just now. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. So let's give some cures to anger. Number one, face the problem. So what are things that make you angry or upset? It, let me give you some examples. It, it could be that uh, somebody is ignoring you and you want them to notice you and you constantly feel uh, invisible. And maybe for you, it's daily chores, things that, why aren't they doing those chores? In yeah. fact, it's one of the top five reasons why couples fight. Really? Chores? chores? Daily chores. I had a roommate once back in college who never did any of the chores. And it did make me angry because we had like room check every week by our RA. And when she RA. brushed her teeth, she would spit. <laughs> Can y'all tell? I told Chris the story many years ago when we were dating. And it would go she all would over the faucet. She would spit all over the sink and it grossed me out because I had to wipe it up. Anyway, so I can see that makes you angry. Da- like, daily chores. Do your uh, part. How about relational tension? Tension with a spouse, uh, a, a great best friend, mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. When, when, they're, uh, when, when, when there's... That tension there, my goodness, it's so easy to get angry. Here's another big one, sex. Sex is one that can create a lot of tension. There's a lot of anger that surrounds it. No, it it really is. How about betrayal? That's that's Uh, big. Or other people not pulling their weight. So there's an assignment that's given to you you in the marketplace, and everybody Mm -hmm. else is doing their work, but that one person is not. Yeah, and they're just and slacking. On you. They're social yeah. media in it up all day long. And you're like, dude, come so on, man! I am working my yeah. tail off. I'm putting extra time in there. Uh, how about this one? Rudeness makes me angry. Just, just be polite. Just be so nice. Anyway. These are things that can make us angry. One guy said it this way: I don't like to face problems head on. I think the best way to solve problems is to avoid one. Hmm. No problem is so big or complicated that it that it can't be run away from, and that's really that's bad terrible. advice. I was about to say, who said that? <laughs> that's this horrible guy, advice. Why are we quoting him? Yeah, no, we no, have- but that's where many people that they they say I'm not going to deal with the problem head on. I'm just going to avoid it. I'm going to run from it and like it doesn't bother me. And then guess what? The anger just festers. It just it doesn't make it go away. Builds. So yeah. it is easy for us to all want to avoid the problem but it doesn't make the problem disappear. Remember this, people will always do what they can get away with. So the rule that we need to live by is that we need to deal with problems as acorns, not not an oak tree. tree. It's so much easier to deal with it just as when it's something small than when it's something- To let it grow and grow and grow. Yep. And that's where a lot of people miss it when it comes to their anger. They just- they dismiss it, they hide from it, they mm-hmm. run from the problem, mm-hmm. and they don't address the problem. Problems, let's just say uh, chores or sexual problems in a marriage relationship yeah. or relational tensions or betrayal or other people not pulling their weight or people being rude or whatever it is, we're going to have to face it eventually. And a lot of it comes back to communication, like just being willing to talk, like you're saying, about what feels overwhelming and huge 
or wrong and just being willing to talk about it. There's another quote that you always say, and I just want to throw it in here mm-hmm. before I forget it. But um, never complain about what you permit. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. So I feel like that's super applicable because oftentimes the source of our anger is because we're permitting, like we're in some ways, not always, but we're permitting a behavior or like avoiding the conversation. And by not doing anything about it, you kind of lose your right to complain. So if like, talk about it, work it out. We have to face number one, face the problem. And this is where we use the Ephesians chapter four, verse 26 principle. Ephesians 4.26, this is great from every, every relationship. It says, do not sin by letting anger gain control over you. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a mighty foothold to the devil. Woo, that's so good. The, the Ephesians 4.26 principle is this, that... Today's anger is manageable. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's anger is disastrous. Mm-hmm. That there's nothing wrong with being angry. No. But if you harbor that for the next day and the next day, it creates a foothold. The yeah. enemy, listen, the enemy's got a foothold in some of y'all's marriages, some of your friendships, uh, some of the uh, uh, family relationships. Family relationships or in the, yeah. in the, in the marketplace because. That anger has not been dealt with. Yeah. So he's now, he's stuck his foot in the door. And when his foot is open, now he starts whispering all kinds of lies. Yeah. There's all these things that just, um, you start believing the worst about people. You start replaying the situation over and mm-hmm. over in your mind. And if if you would just deal with the anger that day, yeah. there's been times that you and I, we've had emotional, uh, intense moments of fellowship. Oh, I was like, what are you going to call it? Intense moments or fights. Where we've been angry? Yeah. Really? <laughs> and I just have to tell Tatum, I say, honey, you just need to simmer down, baby. Simmer down. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> oh, dear. He no. does not. But we do stay up. But we stay up and we talk through it. Sometimes really late because, by golly, we're going to work this out somehow. Um we don't yeah. go to bed. You don't go to bed angry. We're really committed to. You don't let the sun go down on your yeah, anger. To not stay mad like day after day after day with each other because we know what that turns into. And just because we're pastors and just because we're Christians doesn't mean that, hey, that can give a door to the enemy just like for anyone else by us daily brewing on something that we did, one of us did to upset the other. No, we're not going to allow that. No, nope, we're going to deal with it. And when we do, we disarm the enemy. It's true. We defang him. Wow. I love that. We declaw him. Defang him. <laughs> He's like a gummy bear. <laughs> so let me just, uh, when you are dealing with somebody, when you are uh, when you are confronting the problem, the issue, the thing that is causing yeah. anger, let me just give you a couple uh, tips here. Don't use manipulative games with them. Don't don't try to win the situation. No, you mm-hmm. face the problem. Don't use um, these manipulative games. Games like uh, how about the silent treatment? That's People, a, that's a rough one. Don't do that. I actually call it it's it's torture, is what it is. So we're not going to use little manipulative games um, like uh, scorekeeping and all this yep. when we face the person. Here's another one: when you when you talk with them. Uh, don't use absolutes. 
Well, you always. Mm -hmm. You never. You never say, I love you. You never say, baby. Or you always do this. You never do this. Um, Those are part of like premarital counseling 101. I remember, Chris, when you and I were babies before we got married. And we um, just went through some basic, like, this is communication. Because in their mind, they're going to think, what do you mean? Don't think, don't say never or always. You you always say that to me? Yeah. And they're going to be thinking, no, I don't always say that to you. Or you never pick up your clothes. Well, mm, I do. Maybe I need to do a little more. (laughs) (laughs) What we're saying, I'm... Yeah. There is a seriousness behind this, but it's good to just remove those words from the remove vocabulary absolutes. because it's not true. Also, let me give you one more uh, tip here. Don't tell your problems to somebody that cannot help you. Say it again for all the people in the back. Say it again, Sam. Seriously. Don't tell your problems to someone that cannot help you. Okay, let's unpack so, it. So what I mean by Say that is why. face the problem. Yep. Don't go uh, air your dirty laundry on social media. Please, y'all. I know nobody listening here does that, but just as a tip for the people, I heard somebody who say once they know said someone who does yeah. don't do that. Yeah, please don't T- tell your problems to people that can actually help yeah. you. And so, for instance, if you both reach a place that you're in an impasse and you cannot figure out mm-hmm. a, a resolution to the problem, look for outside counsel. Mm-hmm. And so, go to people that can actually help that you share your problem with. Godly so, counsel. Godly counsel. So, go to your pastor. Um, or like in like in our church, in our situation, we have numbers of pastors, uh, or maybe a life group leader. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe you might need to go to a, a Christian counselor, a mentor, a counselor, someone you look up to and admire just spiritually that you know yeah, they're in a better place than I am. Mm-hmm. And the advice that they would give, I usually listen to, and it's godly, and it's going to steer me towards truth. Yeah. So, like in Tatum and I's marriage, when we face these, when when we've had these deals, and I'll just be honest with you here, is um, that we don't share this information with family. So, in other words, yeah. if we've had uh, a fight, an intense moment of fellowship, <laughs> stop <laughs> saying that. That's not the truth. No, but when we're a dealing with fight, it and we're wanting some input. Yeah, I'm not like calling my mom or my sister and throwing Chris under the bus and he's not telling his people like Tatum did this. You know, like we don't, you don't, that's not how you deal with it. Mm-mm. That is so disrespectful of the other person, which maybe you're really mad at, but it doesn't make it okay then to like two wrongs don't make a right. Because you're going to resolve it hopefully very soon, and after it's resolved, then that other person is going to be thinking all these ill thoughts. The bad thoughts. things about your like If, if Tatum went to her mom and told her every uh, disagreement that we've had, every fight, her mom would probably think I'm the worst thing in the world. My mom loves you, yeah. by the way. And, by, and the reason is, is because we work these out, and between, if we can't... Between then us, we, then we go and to... And then we go to somebody yeah. that we know can actually speak life and counsel and yeah. help us. wisdom into the situation. Yeah. So anyways, number one, face, face the problem. The problem. Okay? Number two, this is huge. Forgive the person. Okay. And I'm not going to uh, spend a lot, lot of time on this one. But let me just say that the Bible gives us uh, 
the concept that the whole idea of anger is a spiritual battle. And the enemy would love nothing more than for you mm-hmm. to hold a grudge, for you to think bad thoughts about that person. Mm-hmm. He wants you to walk in disunity because if you are disunified, you'll never be able to accomplish the preferred future, the purpose of God for your life, for your marriage, you know, in, in a church, in, in that your life family, group. What? In whatever, yeah. Disarm, defang. It's really, <laughs> you know, the enemy. forgiveness is really about bringing like freedom for yourself. It's not, it's, it's not about saying that what happened to you was okay. There are some situations I'm not like oblivious to many of you listening who have been wounded and abused and hurt in the deepest ways that I cannot even begin to fathom. So we're not just casually saying forgive in a way that doesn't recognize the pain and the betrayal and the wounds that so many of you have. It doesn't mean that that wasn't real, that it doesn't affect you, that that person was right somehow for the behavior. Yeah, Yeah, we're not excusing any of that. It's It's about offering forgiveness because we know how much as a human being that I need forgiveness from from Christ and I don't deserve it and the person who hurt you doesn't deserve it but it's literally doing it because I know that I need it. Lewis Smead says uh, Smeeds says this, when you forgive somebody you set a prisoner free and then you find that the prisoner was, was you. Was you. Yeah. So instead of dragging that person with you into every relationship now cuz now you just keep thinking about what happened before yeah. and uh, it it it, and it, it distorts your lens mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. And now you don't trust people. You build up walls. Let them go. Yeah. Let them go. And it's not, it's hard. It can be very, very, it can be. We're not, we have wounds in our own lives and things that have happened to us <laughs> that we don't talk about. You think? <laughs> um, publicly, but I'm not saying it's not hard. I get that. And it can be a process. But if you will just choose daily to say, Lord, I want to, the, the best that I know how I want to forgive this person, help me. I'm struggling and I don't feel like it's happening and I'm still mad about it. Help me forgive them. Again, today I'm asking you, God, and I choose forgiveness. I choose forgiveness. And you may say that for months or years and the Lord will help you. You'll mm-hmm. you'll walk it out. He'll help you walk it out. Billy Graham, the great evangelist, his wife said this, a good marriage is the union of two forgivers. I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's true. Colossians 3.13, it says, be gentle and ready to forgive. Never hold grudges. Boy almighty. Isn't that a word for today? Never hold grudges. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And so for me, that settles it for me. When I think about everything that my sin did, um, uh, the repercussions of that, the fact that the Lord forgave me, yeah, that settles it. I don't, I don't need, honestly... I don't, I don't need another verse. I don't need nothing. I want to share something yeah. quick. Okay, so I read something the other day, and I liked it so much that I screenshotted it, and I just want to share it with you all. So um, it says this, talking about forgiveness and marriage somewhat, but how would you ever learn unconditional love if you were married to someone who met all the conditions? And how would you ever learn mercy or patience or long-suffering or heartfelt compassion if you were married to someone who never failed you or who was never difficult with you, or if you were in a relationship with someone who never sinned against you or who was never slow to acknowledge their sin or who 
um, ask for forgiveness? How would you ever learn grace to pour out your favor on someone who didn't deserve it if you hadn't been in a relationship with someone who always deserved? Just an example, um, the main purpose of um, relationships, not just marriage, but even for parents and kids and siblings and all of these wounds and friends um, is that you can be conformed into the image of Christ and by us offering forgiveness when someone doesn't deserve it and by us offering grace and by um, having compassion, you know, when that person so clearly doesn't deserve that, we're never more like Christ. Amen. That's it. That's a ministry moment right there. That one from a ministry point to a ministry moment. Hmm. Here's the third thing to do in dealing with... um, Anger. With anger. And that's this, fix the predicament. Mm -hmm. Okay? So you face the problem. You've offered forgiveness. Now we need to fix the problem. We need to stop allowing it to happen again. Stop it from happening again. Mm -hmm. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So God's never called you to be a doormat. Yeah. Okay. And let me just say one more thing about forgiveness. We've said this many times. Forgiveness is free. Trust is earned. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that you trust them to have uh, 100%. a, 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 a to deep just, impact in your life, yeah. close and relationally, all yeah. that. No, trust I forgive you. I let earned. you go. Yeah. But trust has to be earned. And we, yeah, use wisdom in that. So you're not a doormat. Okay. So we need to fix the predicament. And so we, we got to stop doing the same thing over and over, expecting to have different results. So let me give you some practical things that you can do if you're having problems with anger, and this is going to help fix the predicament, okay? Number one, we, we talked about this, but I wanted to say it again because it's so important. Mm-hmm. Talk with, with a pastor, uh, a life group leader, uh, a counselor, some godly Christian um, mentor, yes. influencer in your life that Again, you're not airing your problems to the world, to people that can't help you. But you're also not isolating yourself with the anger, with the issue. You're not just pretending like it's not here and you're not dealing with it. it. You got to get it out. You have to talk to someone. So take the first step and find a trusted person to confide in that you can share and that can speak life and truth and wisdom into what is making you angry. Or else you're going to be like a volcano and blow up. Yeah, you'll be the road rage person on 75 that we're like, Lord, what And they got a life fellowship (laughs) sticker on their their car. (laughs) No, not. It's not them. It's not you. All right. So that's the first thing. Here's number two. Stay away from anger triggers. So what are the things for you that are triggering this anger? This is good. Yeah. So, There's some practical things like we just talked about TV and stuff. Like ter- literally if, the, if you feel horrible after watching the news, which I usually do, so I don't watch it because it's just annoying to think how many negative things can people report on because I don't care. I'm done with like hearing all the negative. I'm not ignoring that there's bad things happening in the world, but there are millions of wonderful things happening in the world. Could we just talk about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, same with social media. Social media. For a lot of if it's a trigger for you, and we just read that yeah. for a lot of people, it well, triggers. I'm gonna say for a lot of you who are listening that are like maybe under 30, if you're teenagers or you're in your 20s and you've kind of grown up with social media being like at your fingertips from the time you were a really young child, you've just always had it. You don't know what life is like without it, but I'm just gonna tell you life is sweet without it. It's beautiful mm-hmm. without 
constantly comparing your life with everyone else's like fake life on social media. So don't be afraid to just give it a try. Like see what 30 days of your world and your life can look like, how you can manage your own thoughts, your own view of the world without social media influence. So whatever the triggers are for you, you're going to have to learn to disarm those triggers by stepping away from stepping away from whatever Mm -hmm. those things are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Stay away from anger triggers. Uh, here's another idea. Change your habits. So a lot of times people are angry because, and let me just break some of these down, because of diet. You have a bad diet. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you haven't been getting the right exercise. If I don't get enough exercise and I'm eating the wrong things, it affects my mood. It sure does. It does. I love you, but it's the truth. Chris needs to move. You have so much energy. And a lot of you are like that naturally where you just don't sit still very well if you haven't been uh if if you found yourself angry recently hey god god gives us instruction yes spirit soul body we need to stop eating fake food (laughs) start looking at your diet we've got some great uh dietitians that are here in the church um that find give uh, your yeah give your body what you need right like we need some we're a temple move and and maybe you don't have time to go to the gym but maybe maybe you can go for a walk yeah Get, get There's out. so much psychology behind literally getting outside and just looking at nature, like being in, looking at the open sky, seeing some trees, find a little creek or water to walk by. Like there, this changes so much about your mood and there's science to back it. How about sleep? Are you getting enough sleep? Are oh, you going to bed on time? Like, Are you? Uh, that's it, huge. It, it matters. How about the Sabbath? Some of you just can, you, you do not honor God's word when it comes to the Sabbath and you need to stop. You need to take a break. You need to rest. So good. Um, how about this one? If married, spend time talking with each other every week. You think? Every week. Make it a habit. <laughs> it's true. So what I would say, like you and I, we've made it a habit at least two to three times a week. We mm-hmm. we just There's sit like down, we look in each other's eyes, and we just tell me about your life and tell me what's going on. And and we work together, but even though we're here in the church and uh, working together, yeah, a lot of days we really don't even see each other. Because you got meetings, I got meetings, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with all kinds of things, I'm running out here, I'm running there, I'm writing messages. And so I think it's important to ha- habitually mm-hmm. look into each other's eyes and find out. Chris is saying that as if it's always romantic. That's not what you no, mean. No, it's not romantic. He's saying like, just- Slow down. Yeah. Put Silence everything else off, so I can be fully focused on talk. you. Yeah. Because if I've been finding out, oh my goodness, here's what's going on in her life. Now when I see a little bit of, oh, she's a little bit- um, stressed, tense in certain places. Okay, I understand that now. I have more grace and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, uh, side note: uh, uh, I've been telling this to people for a little bit of time, but everybody needs three habits. You you need a, ha- a habit to keep you healthy, wealthy, and creative. Mm-hmm. Now, healthy and wealthy just rhyme, but a better way to say it is healthy: uh, a habit to make you healthy, a habit to make you money, and a habit to uh, keep like you a creative, creative outlet. Okay, here's another idea to uh, fix the problem of anger, and that's this, love life. Mm-hmm. Everybody, life is too short to be angry. Life is too short to be depressed and stressed. Go have some fun. Go have some fun. That's good. You like what I put there, hon? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm watch, reading Chris's watch Dumb and Dumber, you know? <laughs> oh, that movie. Uh, eat, eat some ice cream. Go accomplish a goal. Hey- Love life. Yeah. Some of out. us, 
slow down enough to like look at the flowers growing and that sounds so cheesy but all of those natural things about life that we often rush so quickly by is why like the days just blur together and the weeks are gone and then it's like another year and you don't even know where it went oh we have to be intentional love life with your family love life with your wife with your friends and then lastly keep bringing your area of anger to the lord in prayer and ask yeah. him to help you. Yeah. King David had that issue. He constantly was 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 dealing with that. Peter had that. Yeah. I think we all, if we're honest, we, all we can all say we've had we've dealt with anger in a way that feels like I don't know how to let go of this. I don't know how to get rid of this. And repeatedly just telling the Lord because of a hurt or a wound just or help whatever. Me, Lord, help, help me. me. Help just, me in this area. And he will respond to he you. Will. He I will. promise. He's so good. And so let me just close with prayer. Lord, I pray for the person that's listening today that is been walking through a season of anxiety and disappointment and stress and, and anger. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what somebody has done. I don't know how uh, that person has been treated. But I just pray, Lord, right now that you'd give uh, them the strength right now to, to look to you, to, to face the problem, and in grace and in love to walk in forgiveness and I pray, God, that then you would give them the courage to fix the predicament so that it doesn't it's not a reoccurring uh, situation. And I know, Lord, that you're with each and every single one of us. And I especially ask that you be with the person that is battling in this area of, of anger and, um, and, and anxiety and stress, and it's just rising up on the inside. And we thank you, Lord, that you're hearing our prayer today, and you're yes. responding and answering. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to just close by mentioning one thing that we um, have here at Life Fellowship for those of you who are dealing with anger in a way that you just feel that you can't get away from. Um, we have a, um, a track called Freedom Track. Actually, it's a couple of groups that are— Two um, groups. Two, two different groups that are meeting weekly. And this would be a great place for you to look into connecting into one of these groups. If you will go to our website and look under Freedom, it says Freedom at the top of the page. If you look under Connect, go to Freedom Track. Find out when these groups are meeting and if there's some availability. I know one of them still has openings that you can come, but they're going to begin teaching you and helping you to see how you can walk out and let go of these things in your past or things that you're dealing with currently that you um, need freedom from anger in. So just want to kind of put it out there for those of you who don't even know this is offered happens weekly at life fellowship if you're struggling with anger or unforgiveness and if you go to a different church uh maybe speak to your pastor about that and there may be uh some sort of freedom ministry that is happening at the church that, that you attend that you attend yeah yeah but the point is make some steps to yeah get healing and get healthy and And some great people to walk with you on this journey. That's right. We love you, everybody. Hope you have a great week. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.